This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Amen, amen, amen. While I got a moment, let me dive in. Psalm number 68. Psalm number 68 in stanza 9 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Even our God of salvation, Selah. That means don't just run past that part. You need to stop, you need to consider, you need to contemplate, and you need to recognize who he is. Because, of course, he is what he does in the name of Jesus. Psalm number 40 in stanza 5 in the NIV version says, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done and the things you've planned for us. None can compare with you. And if I were to speak and to tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Does anybody besides me feel like the songwriter right there? If I start to tell of his goodness, I would never stop talking. When I would run out of words, I would just have to wave my hands. When my hand got tired, I'd just have to stomp my feet. I'd just have to fall out in the floor because his wondrous works toward us are so numerous, we could never count them all. And here's my core passage for today. It's found in Psalm number 116, stanzas 12 and 13. It says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. My title for today, my sermon title for today is what shall I render? What shall I render unto God for all these blessings unto me? This word render means to do, to give, to provide, to perform, to exchange, to repay, to give back. What could I give back to God for all these benefits and all of these blessings that he has rendered unto me? Now, here's the deal. I don't deserve any of it. I'm undeserving of all of the many blessings that God has provided for me. And I know I couldn't possibly be in here by myself. He's way better to me than I even am to my own self. Even when I mess up and I stumble and I fall and I falter over and 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 over, he keeps on blessing me. Because, of course, he is what he does. 
We talked about the benefits, the dif dictionary definition of benefits is the advantages, the gain, the favor, the blessing, the profit, the prosperity, an edge, advancement. These are just to name a few of the things that talk about a benefit unto me. Anybody on your job, you have a benefit package. In addition to your salary, in addition to your paid time off, you have an additional benefit package, additional advantages that are yielded to you because you're in relationship with the employer. I'm talking today about the soterior or the salvation benefit package. This soteria or sozo package, it includes but is not limited to peace, prosperity, soundness of mind, health, healing, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken, love, joy, peace, happiness, uh, protection, loving kindness, provision. These are all included in our benefit package, but it's not limited to the things that I said. Again, my core passage today, Psalm 116, stanzas 12 and 13. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me. Anybody in a recipient of the benefits and the blessings that the Lord has given unto you? And how many like you don't deserve them? But over and over and over, he keeps, he just keeps on blessing because he is, of course, what he does. Benefits. What shall I render unto the Lord for all these benefits, all these blessings towards me? It's a question, isn't it? Then here's the songwriter answering the question. He says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Hold up. I thought you were talking about what could you give? What can I repay? How can I possibly repay you? How can I return to you? For what you've done in my life, how you've healed me, how you've touched my mind, how you've protected me from danger seen and unseen. How can I tell you, thank you? What can I render unto God for all these blessings that he has bestowed upon me? Sometimes I drive downtown Pontiac through the loop and route to my mom's house. And when I go through the loop downtown Pontiac, I have to pass a familiar spot, a life-changing spot. The spot where someone ran a red light going over 45 miles an hour, ran into my son and my daughter-in-law and their small infant child, nearly killed and broke his neck. They didn't know whether he would be paralyzed, whether he would live or whether he would die. And then we see him today singing worthy. I had to make him stop giving God glory. Whoa! 
shall I render unto God for all these blessings? Over and over and over and over and over, he keeps on blessing me. Maybe you, like me, when you consider your life record, you should be asleep in your grave. But he saw fit to spare your life and give you another chance. The songwriter says, what can I give to you? How can I ever repay you? Then he answers the question. He says, I'll take the cup. I said, what can I give? But I'll take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of of the Lord. How many know that it is literally impossible for you to ever call the name Jesus without Jesus showing up on the scene to come see about you? You're still giving me benefits. That's a benefit that you've given to me. Like they sang the song today. Sometimes maybe I'm just singing a song, just singing the lyrics, and my heart hasn't connected. I'm sorry. When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. Jesus, you don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me anything. But you're the gift that keeps on giving over and over and over. You just keep on blessing me. I've got to teach today, but I feel like running already. He asked the question, then he gives an uncommon answer to the question. I was thinking, what can I give? Okay, I could give you my life. I could give you my allegiance. I could give you my faithfulness. That's a good place to start. That's a pretty good start. But the bottom line is above giving back. He wants me to keep receiving more. God. Above trying to pay him back, he wants me to keep taking more. What kind of father is this? Acts chapter 17, verses 24 and 25 in the Passion Translation. That's Minister El Every time I read the Passion Translation, I think about Minister Eleanor because she just owns that translation, you understand? It says, the true God in the uh, the true God is the creator of all things. He is the owner and Lord of the heavenly realm and the earthly realm, and he doesn't live in man-made temples. God don't live in the church. He lives in our hearts. When you reduce God to living in the church, you have reduced him beneath who he is. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He doesn't just live in a church, a church building. He lives in the hearts of his sons and his daughters. It says in the translation of the Passion Translation, the true God is the creator of all things. He is the owner and the Lord of the heavenly realm and the earthly realm, and he doesn't live in man-made temples. He supplies life and breath and all things to every living being. Listen right here. Lean in and get this. He doesn't lack a thing that we mortals could supply for him. 
We can't give God nothing because he has everything. He doesn't lack a thing that we mortals could supply for him. For he has all things and everything he needs. So I could never, ever, 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 ever repay him. I could never repay him for all of the good things, all of the blessings that he bestowed upon me. But I have to have another act of receiving. Taking more. Come on. What shall I render unto God for all these blessings, all of these benefits? I'll take the, huh? How I repay God is taking more. Okay. Y'all not going to say nothing? Today, uh, on Sundays, generally my family, we get together for Sunday dinner. It's just a tradition in my culture. In my culture, we get together for Sunday dinner, and we have dinner. And, and prior to the pandemic, my mom, bless her darling heart, cooked for me almost every single Sunday. And when I say cooked for me, I don't mean warmed up something. I meant collard greens, dressing, turkey, fried chicken, candy yams, okra, you name it, potato salad, everything made from scratch. And me and my children just showed up with our appetites after church. So since the pandemic and now that we've kind of come out of it a little bit, now the kids come basically to my house. So last night I was up cooking things and I was just looking at everything that I had and I had so many different things and I was still thinking for some more. Okay, well what else? Well what if they got, and what if they have a sweet tooth? Well let me have these cookies ready and let me have, and I have all of these things. And this is how my mom, it's my grandmother, my mom, and me. We're going to keep feeding you and then sit there and watch you eat. I just want to see the joy on your face when you sink your teeth down into it. Sometimes we tell my mom, Ma, are you going to eat? She just be sitting there smiling, looking at us. Happy to see us eat. My thrust for today is eat, eat it all. God wants you to eat it all. He gets joy in seeing you eat and eat it all. What shall I render unto God for all of these blessings? Eat and eat it all. When my kids come over my house, I'm just giving stuff. I'm in the pantry, I'm in, and they're just rushing out of the door. Mom, we don't need anything. Here, take these paper towels. Here, take that. I'm just giving them everything. I got some Lysol. Y'all need some Lysol. I'm just giving them like, Mom, we don't need anything because I express my love by continuing to give. Even when they look like they full, don't you want a little bit more? Don't you want a little cornbread? I got some hot water cornbread. I got some okra. I got some cha-cha. Y'all don't know nothing about no cha-cha. I keep piling it on. I keep trying to, and they're just like, okay, I'm going on more. But I get joy by continuing to give. For God so loved the world that he gave. And aren't you glad that he just didn't stop giving then? He keeps on giving even when we don't deserve it. You got to catch a revelation right here. Salvation is not just um, fire insurance, and thank God for the fire insurance because 
hell, 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 I don't want to go. I thank God for the fire insurance, but it's so much more to the benefit package. When I worked for Jim, we had a great benefit package. We could get cars at discounted rates, and we had dental, and we had health. Now, it would be a shame if I had dental insurance, and I'm sitting up there, and my grill all messed up, and I got the benefits of it. So I'm supposed to eat it all. So when Jesus laid his life down and picked it back up, it was not just so that you don't go to hell, but it's so that you can live this life right here more abundantly with life, health, strength, prosperity, joy, soundness of mind. Come on, healthy and whole in your body, in your mind, in your finances, with your relationship. Listen to me. Eat and eat. It all. Come on. Salvation was to save me from suffering from disease, to make me well, to heal, to restore to health, to be healed or saved from physical death by healing, to preserve and to make whole. But he also came to deliver, to deliver us from every evil that obstructs and hinders our lives, to be delivered or rescued from danger, seen and unseen, from destruction, to protect and to keep us, to cause us to be safe, to rescue us from the devil's power and restore us into the wholeness of God's order. So Jesus laid his life down and he picked it back up. Unless the testator dies, the beneficiary doesn't get his stuff. So Jesus laid his life down. He died so that you can get your stuff. You can inherit all of the benefit from God. Then he got up to make sure you get your stuff. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. When you talk about deliverance, deliverance is twofold. He can deliver something to you, but he also deliver you from some stuff. How many of us have been delivered from generational curses? And then he delivered to us stuff that we didn't even much deserve. Because over and over and over, he keeps on blessing us. But you, like me, you don't just receive packages from people you don't know. I don't even answer inboxes and Facebook messages and stuff from people I don't know. I don't know you like that. Come on. But I do receive from people that I'm in relationship with, that there's an intimacy with, into me, see. When I get so vulnerable and I, I'm in such close relationship with God, I invite him into the deepest recesses of my core. The stuff that I put on a mask in front of everybody else, I open myself wide and I let him in, into me. See? An intimacy or koinonia, which is the Greek word for sharing unity, close relationship, intimacy. And when you're intimate with somebody, you're face-to-face -face with somebody that you're intimate with, if you've ever maybe been at your grandmother's bedside before they passed away or your mother or your loved one, it's the final things that they tell you that are the most important things. Come on. When you go to your loved one's bedside and it's their final, their final moments, and they're not talking about how about those red socks. 
Did you see the game? No, they tell you the things that they needed you to know, the most important things. Jesus, on the, the night that he was being betrayed, he had an intimate fellowship, an intimate koinonia communion with his disciples. He was telling them the things that they needed to know for their life. Because, of course, he was going away, but he didn't leave them without help. He was sending them back a comforter. Let me expedite over to, over to Exodus chapter 12. And I'm going to have to probably teach this in two lessons. I'll probably teach it in two lessons, so we'll come back Thursday and culminate it. And I wanted to take my time and talk about this communion, this communion um, lesson so that we can get a real good revelation of it. Otherwise, we'll be stuck in a ritual, just something we do every first Sunday, every now and again. According to scripture, Jesus told them, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. What, what, what am I remembering? Remember all that I've done and all that I continue to do and keep on receiving. Don't just take the, the fire insurance piece. Take all of it. Take, take the righteous resolve that I'm giving you to live a godly and an overcoming life. Don't just live a, a broke down happenstance up to day down tomorrow life because I've given you more. Take the cup of salvation. Eat and eat it all. Let me just go over to uh, 1 Corinthians and then we'll go back to um, Exodus on Thursday. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, this is Paul talking, he says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took also the cup after the supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant. I'm cutting a covenant with you in my very own blood. This do, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. What shall I render unto God for all of these blessings, all of these benefits? Take the cup of salvation. Take it, eat it, and eat it. Oh, what makes us different from just people that just do something out of ritual with no meaning behind it is the difference is I'm speaking things into being. I'm believing that I'm receiving. I lay hands and they will recover. Healing and deliverance comes whether I feel it or not because it's not based upon a feeling. God never fails in doing his part. If there's any failure, it's on my part. What shall I render unto God for all of these blessings? Take the cup. But many times, Paul goes on to say, many of us are weak and sleep. That means we pass away because we've not done our part. We didn't eat it all. Are you listening to me? When Jesus, this last supper, he be, actually became 
the sacrificial lamb, and I'm going to teach you that on Thursday. We're going to correlate Exodus chapter 12 when it talks about the sacrificial lamb when they were exiting out of Egypt. We remember the story the, we, two times when I was kids that you can stay up past your bedtime on a school night. That's when the Ten Commandments came on with Cecil B. DeMille and when Muhammad Ali was fighting. <laughs> two times you can stay up past your, past your bedtime. So we remember, many of us saw the Ten Commandments, right? And remember, they took the blood and they slathered the blood over the doorposts and the death angel had to pass by and they had to, where did the blood, what blood is this? What blood? The blood came from a sacrificial lamb. The, and Jesus is the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. This lamb had to be without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. They loved this lamb. They took care of this lamb. This lamb was special. This was a special lamb to them. This just wasn't any old raggedy roll lamb. This was a special lamb, and it broke their heart when they had to kill the, the lamb, but they had to apply the blood. So today, as we begin to partake communion, I'm sure you got your communion elements when you came in and at home. I trust that you got your 100% grape juice and your wafers, and we're preparing now to receive the communion. Just like they put the blood over the doorposts of the houses and everybody that was in the house was delivered from the death angel. Likewise, today, we're going to take and apply the blood of Jesus over our minds, over our body, over our finances, over our relationships, over our family, over every area of our lives. And the enemy will not be able to penetrate. We're impenetrable as a result of the blood. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Remember that there's no, you can't pay me back. Well, what you can do is keep on eating. Eat and eat it all. What can I render unto God? How can I pay him back? I can't, I can't pay him back. I could do good deeds. I could have a car wash and, a, and, a, and a, a chicken sale every day and donate it to the church, donate it to Goodwill. It still can't. All I have to do is read. Now, here's the difference in snatching up the blessings of God and going. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of your heart. And the Bible goes on to say, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Examine your heart. Is there any unrepentant sin? And we'll talk about this a little further. I'm just out of time today. We worshiped a little bit longer today, so I'm, I'm out of time. But examine yourself. Do you have any place in your heart that you need to get right with God? Who are you angry with? Who have you not forgiven? I forgive, but I won't forget. I'm so glad God forgets my foolishness. He not only forgives, but he forgets he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness come on examine yourself and I tell you like God told me as a 19 year old college student be honest with yourself and be honest with God then also examine your body are there symptoms of sickness and disease tiredness maladies ailments dis-ease examine your mind are you stressed out? And are you under anxiety? Are you in fear? Are you being tormented mentally? Are you having sleepless? Examine. Because remember, we're supposed to keep on eating and keep on drinking until all of those things are nothing. 
they fall off and they're literally nothing. Examine yourself. Examine your finances. Is your money where it needs to be? I didn't say whether you made a mistake or not, just is your money where it needs to be? If your money is not where it needs to be, when we take this communion element today, we're pleading the blood and applying the blood over that too. Because of course, what can I render unto God for all these blessings? I take the cup of salvation. It's, it's amazing how he talks about the cup. He talks about the cup and it reminds me of Psalm number 23. My cup runneth over. I'm so full that my cup is overflowing. There's an abundance. I, I have an overflowing cup when I eat it all, when I eat all of the benefits. Listen, none of us qualify for them. None of us deserve them. But he keeps on giving because he is, of course, what he does. What shall I render? As, as, the, as the scripture goes, if you would go ahead and take your, your communion and pull, peel back the uh, purple cellophane, the, foil, the, the top portion. I want you to take this opportunity and I want you to be honest with yourself and be honest with God if there's anything that you need to ask God to forgive you. And this is the thing I learned at 19 years old, that there is nothing I can't share with God. I can tell him the deepest, darkest, ugliest of the deeds that I have ever done in my life. You know why? Because he know about it anyway. So take this moment and out loud, under your breath, but out loud. You have to say, don't just think stuff in your head. That's a whole different thing. You can think a whole lot of things, but when you see it, you're decreeing. You got a mask on today. Say it in that mask and ask the Lord to forgive you for whatever it is. Maybe you've not been faithful. Maybe you've not been consistent. Maybe you've gone back on your commitment to God. Maybe you've been robbing God. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you've been lying, stealing, living beneath your privilege. God isn't angry with you. There's absolutely nothing that you could do to stop him from loving you. Just get back in right fellowship. And here's the thing. Listen to me right here. When you ask God to forgive you, right there in that moment in time, it's the perfect opportunity. You're completely in right standing. Now your prayers can be answered. Manifestations can come instantaneously. Come on, can you release your faith for that? Say in the name of Jesus, when I said examine your bodies, maybe you have a lump, sis, a boil, a, a pimple, a, a, I don't know, maybe a growth, or maybe it's a diabetes, high blood pressure, or whatever. When you go home, take your numbers, look at your numbers, check yourself out, because every communion, we have reports of God's healing power. Come on, eat, and eat it all. The scripture says that after he had blessed it, the bread, and he broke it, that he gave to his disciples and he said take and eat I'm the sacrificial lamb we don't need a sheep we don't need a goat I'm the sacrificial lamb I'm laying my life down and the very next day he sees it like this come on so let's stop and realize the body of our Christ if you will lift up your offering I mean your communion element and let's say this dear Jesus thank you for giving your body thank you for giving your blood thank you for giving your life and thank you for picking it back up so that i have a right to live and to live not just raggedy life but this life more abundantly thank you i receive it i thank you for your forgiveness i've already repented thank you now i regard and i receive the broken body of jesus christ would you take that to
this cup is indicative of the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me clean as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing, absolutely nothing but the blood of Jesus. So we plead the blood over your mind, over your body, over your finances, over your relationships. And as you lift your cup, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for laying your life down and picking it back up and pouring out your blood so that I could have life and this life right here more abundantly. I regard it and I receive it and I plead it over my life, over my mind, over my body, over my family, over my relationships, over my resources, over my finances, over my business, over my life. I believe I receive it now in the name of Jesus. Would you take the cup? I was waiting for somebody to shout hallelujah. I was waiting for you to shout hallelujah. I was waiting for you to receive it. Do you receive it now? We receive it now in the name of Jesus. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.